What happens after we die? Today on Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, Pastor Rick continues his series, Eternal Realities, Heaven and Hell. In these lessons, Rick shares what the Bible says about heaven and hell and how you can be absolutely certain you're going to heaven. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get the life-giving DVD study kit called, What on Earth Am I Here For? You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part three of a message called, The Reality of Hell. God gave us a free will. And that is our greatest gift. It's also our worst curse because we don't always make wise choices. And while God gave us this free ability to choose right or wrong, good or bad, evil or righteousness, and he gives us this choice because we're created in his image. He gave us the free will. We often choose the wrong thing. And as a result, people get hurt intentionally and unintentionally. Now, God could take away all the sin, all the suffering, all the sickness, and all the evil in the world just like that. All he has to do is take away your free will and mine too. Now, why does God give us a free will? I'll tell you why. Because he wanted you to choose to love him, not be forced to love him. You see, it's not real love if you're forced to do it. If you are forced to love me, it's not real love. If I'm forced to love you, it's not real love. Love is only love if you can choose not to love. And God gives you the free choice. You don't have to love God. You don't have to trust God. You don't have to obey God. You don't have to follow in the ways. You don't have to fulfill the purpose he created for you. You can make your life a total mess. Why did God do that? Because he wants us to choose to love him. He wants us to choose to do right. And God wanted a family that would live with him forever. And he wanted to produce a race of tested individuals who voluntarily choose to love and do the right thing. And that can't be possible unless we're allowed to do the wrong thing. So it is our greatest blessing and our greatest curse. And it still breaks God's heart today when we hurt ourselves, when we hurt other people, when we hurt the planet that he's put us on. Now you need to understand that God allows sin on earth simply for this choice, so you have a choice. But he does not allow any sin in heaven. Heaven is a perfect place. There are no imperfections in heaven. It is completely perfect, so there's no sin there. Now that raises an important problem. Heaven is a perfect place, and that means only perfect people get to go there. Otherwise, if God let imperfect people come in with their selfishness and their sin and their sorrows and all of their sicknesses, then it'd be just like earth. It wouldn't be heaven anymore. I don't want to go to a heaven where Hitler can do his thing or Pol Pot can do his thing or a rapist or a genocider can do their thing. No, I want to go to heaven where it's perfect and we're away from all of that. So only perfect people get to go there. Now that's a problem because I'm not perfect and neither are you. Now David asks this question in the book of Psalm. In Psalm 15, 1 and 2, David says, Lord, who may enter your holy tent? Now holy tent is just a 
a euphemism, an, an analogy for coming into your presence. It's heaven. Who may enter your holy tent? Lord, who may live on your holy mountain? And here's the condition. Only those who are completely blameless and innocent and those who always do what is right. Uh-oh. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't fit that category. I am not blameless. I am not innocent. I do not do what is always right. So I got a problem. There's not a snowball's chance of hell of me getting into heaven unless God comes up with plan B. Because heaven is perfect, and I stopped batting a thousand about age one. And by the way, you did too. The Bible says we've all blown it, we've all sinned, everybody. We don't live, measure up to our own standards, much less God's. And so there has to be a place for evil to go in eternity. If I'm made to last forever, and I'm not perfect, then where have I, where, I've got to have another place to go to. There is sin and there's evil in the world. Now there's a second reason for hell, and that's because God is holy and just. He is holy, that means he is perfect, he cannot sin himself, and he's just, that means he, he believes in justice, he settles the score, he always does the right thing. And the Bible says that one day God is gonna balance the books, and God is gonna bring justice to the world. And God is going to right the wrongs and he's going to settle the score and he's going to even the odds and he's going to balance the books. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but have you noticed that life is unfair? What if you'd been born in Darfur? Was it fair that you were born in America and somebody else was born in Darfur? That's not really that fair, is it? And I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but people get away with all kinds of stuff on earth, bad stuff. In fact, people get away with murder on earth. Life is not fair. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but bad things often happen to good people, and good things often happen to bad people. And people who cheat and steal and lie and rob their entire lives often become enormously successful, and they get away literally with murder. While other people who try to do the right thing and live the right way, things don't work out in their lives all the time. Life is not fair. And David said in, in the Psalms, he said, I would have despaired if I hadn't believed in the goodness of God. In other words, looking at the world, if, if I just looked at it and go, whoa, this is, this is not fair. Uh, people do bad things and get a... Uh, get, get away with it and people do good things and don't get rewarded for it. If I didn't believe that one day God's gonna settle the score, that God is just, he's gonna tip the scales and he's gonna even it all out and there will be repayment and justice, it just wouldn't be right. Solomon talks about this, he complains and he says God is holy and just and, but yeah, he says in Ecclesiastes 8 these words. He says, I thought about the things that are done in the world. A world where some people have power and others have to suffer under them. Oh man, have I seen that? As I've traveled around the world, I've seen a lot of places where evil people have the power and other people suffer as a result. He says, yes, I've seen the wicked buried and in their graves, but on the way back from the cemetery, people praise them in the very city where they did their evil. And it says, what's wrong with that picture? He says, it's useless. And then he says, this, why do people commit crimes? 
so readily because crime is not punished quickly enough. In other words, here on, on, on earth, you do something bad, you can often get away with it. Crime is not punished quickly enough. He said a sinner may commit a hundred crimes and still live. He says, that's just not right. I mean, what would it be like if Stalin and Mao and Hitler, who gassed six million Jews, showed up in heaven? There'd be something wrong with heaven. One day, God is gonna settle the score. Let me show you some verses here on the screen. The Bible says this. For the Lord is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the nations fairly and with truth. And by the way, he's the only one who can judge fairly because he's impartial. And the Bible says this. God will do what is right. This is 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. He says, God will do what's right. God is a righteous God. That means he always does what is right. And he will bring suffering on those who make you suffer. You're going, yay, God. He will bring suffering on those who hurt me, who made me suffer. And he'll give relief to you who suffer as well. And he will do this when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven to punish those who reject God, who say, I'm gonna be my own God. I'm gonna run my own life. I don't, I don't need God, I'm gonna go my way, not Jesus' way. To punish those who reject God and who do not obey the good news about our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction, uh, separated from the presence of the Lord. Now notice that last phrase, separated from the presence of the Lord. That's the number one characteristic of hell, separated from the presence of the Lord. People don't realize how bad that is because we have the Lord's presence here. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. If you've missed any part of today's teaching, you can listen online anytime at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Would you like to go deeper with Pastor Rick to discover God's purpose for your life? Well, now you can with a DVD study kit called What on Earth Am I Here For? This life-changing study is taught by Pastor Rick and includes a workbook and six-session DVD. As you go through the lessons, you'll embark on a journey of discovery to answer life's most fundamental question, what on earth am I here for? You'll learn that it's only in God that we discover our origin, our identity, our meaning, our purpose, our significance, and our destiny. Every other path leads to a dead end. This resource is packed with biblically-centered principles and is perfect for personal or small group study. We'll send it to you today as our way of saying thanks for your gift to help Daily Hope take the gospel to people everywhere. Find out why God put you on the planet with the What on Earth Am I Here For DVD study kit from Pastor Rick Warren. Just go to PastorRick.com or text the word daily to 800-600-5004 to get your very own What on Earth Am I Here For study kit. And if you choose to become a partner in Hope with automated monthly giving, we'll also send you a very special welcome gift to show our appreciation. That's PastorRick.com or you can text the word daily to 800-600-5004. Thanks so very much. Once again, here's Rick. Here on earth, even when I reject God, he still shows me grace. I mean, I could be going out here totally ignoring God and I get all kinds of gifts from God because everything you have in your life is a gift from God. The air you breathe, that's a gift from God. 
The water you drink, that's a gift from God. Your heart beating, that's a gift from God. Everything you have in your life is a gift of God's grace. So even people who don't know the Lord experience God's grace every single day of their life. Your health is a gift from God. Your brain is a gift from God. The weather is a gift from God. Life is a gift from God. Everything you have on this planet is because of God's grace. So we don't know what it means to live without God's grace. We don't really know that because everything God does in your life, he does because he loves you and he's showing you grace at that moment. Now, he says, one day I'm gonna settle the score and you may be thinking, hey, that's great. You know, all the people who hurt me, go get them, Lord. There's only one problem. I'm involved too. Notice the next verse here on the screen. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, we will all stand before Christ to be judged. In other words, not just my enemies. Uh-oh. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or the evil that we have done in our bodies. Why does hell exist? Because sin and evil exist, and because God is holy and just. Now, what is hell like? Well, it's really hard to explain because it's hard to explain because we don't have the human experience to explain it. It's kind of like trying to explain the internet to an ant. If you had never eaten or seen a piece of pizza, how would you explain it? And so it's really kind of hard. Now, Jesus actually talked more about hell than he did about heaven. But what is hell like? You know, uh, sometimes uh, you hear these guys preaching on hell on, uh, on television. I call them the hellfire and brimstone. And they're yelling and they're sweating. And, you know, when you listen to them, you kind of think like they want people to go there. <laughs> go, what's with that? I don't want anybody to go to hell. And God certainly doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Jesus doesn't want anybody to go to hell. That's why he died on the cross. That's how much he considered it important. So this is not something that you're happy about. You certainly don't have to yell about it. But what is hell like? Well, uh, the Bible describes it as a place of torment. In fact, here on the screen, Matthew 8, you've heard about this. In darkness they will cry out and, and grit their teeth in pain. And of course, your image of hell, and the Bible talks about this, it says fire and things like this. But you know what the worst part is? You write this down. Hell is total separation from God. That's the worst thing about it. It means I'm totally apart from God's love, totally apart from God's grace. Total separation from God. 1 Corinthians 16, 22 says this. If anyone does not love the Lord, let him be separated from God lost forever. In other words, here it is. If I go through my entire life saying, I don't want God in my life on earth. If I don't want God in my life on earth, why in the world would I want to spend eternity with him? I mean, why would I change my mind? Why would I say, I want to live without God on earth, but I want to live with God in heaven? That doesn't make sense. God says, you get to choose. You want to live with me or live without me? But wherever you choose on earth is wherever you're going to choose in heaven or, or hell. Now, what is hell like? Well, think about this. If it's total separation from God, then it's the exact opposite of everything God is. And we know, for instance, that God is love. That is his nature. God is love. What would it be to live without God completely? It means no love. 
Now the Bible says there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. The opposite of love is fear. You know what it means to live without love in your life? It means you are scared to death all the time. That's hell. It means you're lonely all the time. That's hell. One of the big myths about hell is that, uh, you know, in hell it's just gonna be a big party for all of the, uh, the people who like to party. Friends, you're not gonna see, no one would see anybody else in hell. It's total separation from God and everybody else. There are no relationships in hell. There are no friends in hell. It's total aloneness. I think of that movie where the guy, uh, some space movie where he's in space on a spacewalk and somebody snips the, the thing and he floats off into eternity by himself. That would be hell. To spend the rest of eternity all alone and all afraid because there's no love. There's no friendship. You won't see anybody. You wouldn't see anybody in hell. And by the way, there's another myth that, that Satan is going to be in charge of hell. Wrong. By the way, Satan's not in hell right now. You may, you may not know that. The Bible says he's on earth. Satan's not in hell yet. He's going to be sent there. And when he's there, he's not going to be in charge of it like another kingdom. He's going to be punished. And nobody else is going to see him. He's not going to see anybody else. Now, God is love, so it's no love there. God is light, so hell is complete darkness. God is good, so there's absolutely nothing good in hell. God is life, so that means it'll be eternal death. God is gracious, that means there's no place of grace there. Friends, you don't want to choose hell. And I hope after today, you will never again say to ever anybody, go to hell. I don't want anybody to go to hell, no matter how much they hurt me. And I hope you'll never again tell a joke on hell, because it's no joke. I beg you to accept the good news. So how do I avoid hell? Is there a way for me to absolutely know for certain I'm going to heaven? Here's the good news. Yep. You can absolutely confidently know that you're going to heaven. The Bible tells us how to do it. Now notice the next verse. How do I settle my destiny? John says this in 1 John 5, 13. I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. That's the door, Jesus. I'm writing to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know, not guess, not wonder, not hope, that you may know with settled and absolute knowledge that you already have life. Yes, eternal life. Circle the word know. God says, I don't want you guessing. If you go out to the mall today and you ask somebody, hey, where are you going when you die? They're gonna say, well, I hope I'm going to heaven. Friends, hope's not enough. It's too important. It's too important to not know for certain. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you've missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first... Would you like to go deeper with Pastor Rick to discover God's purpose for your life? Well, now you can with the DVD study kit called What on Earth Am I Here For? This life-changing study is taught by Pastor Rick and includes a workbook and six-session DVD. 
As you go through the lessons, you'll embark on a journey of discovery to answer life's most fundamental question, what on earth am I here for? You'll learn that it's only in God that we discover our origin, our identity, our meaning, our purpose, our significance, and our destiny. Every other path leads to a dead end. This resource is packed with biblically-centered principles and is perfect for personal or small group study. We'll send it to you today as our way of saying thanks for your gift to help Daily Hope take the gospel to people everywhere. Find out why God put you on the planet with the What on Earth Am I Here For DVD study kit from Pastor Rick Warren. Just go to PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 to get your copy today. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Here's Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. You know, we get letters and emails from people all around the world and from all ages. And here's one that I got from a listener in Indonesia. His name is Stephen, and he's 12 years old. He wrote, Dear Pastor Rick, thank you for the powerful way that you've impacted my life. I'm just a 12-year-old schoolboy in Jakarta, Indonesia, but I listen to the broadcast every morning on the way to school. My life has changed completely this year. I'm at a new school, and my family's just about recovered from some financial problems, but I'm still having to learn a whole new way of life. Some days I really feel bad, and I ask God to help me. But then the Daily Hope broadcast comes on the radio, and you always say something that helps me feel better, and I know that at that moment, God is trying to speak directly to me through you. So thank you ever so much. (laughs) Well, thank you ever so much, Stephen. I love hearing from people like you literally all around the world who've been impacted through, through Daily Hope. You know, by the way, I want to thank all of those of you who support us regularly with your financial gifts every month. We can't do this without you. But because of you, we're able to minister to people like this 12-year-old boy, Stephen, in Jakarta, Indonesia. You're never going to know this side of heaven, the number of lives that you have impacted because of your gifts to Daily Hope. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. When we get to heaven, we're all going to rejoice and see the results there. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.